three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Reactive First Podcast brought to you by Passion Fruit. I am joined today by someone I'm very, very happy to call an old friend in this space as far as, you know, YouTube experience goes. It's my old buddy, Fail Whale 34 Hello, hello. What's going on, brother? Glad hey, to uh, be here today with you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Again, like I've done this uh, with Late to the Party. Back in the day, I used to have a podcast with like some of my friends. I just started getting into sort of the YouTube space, learning more about people. And you were the one of the, pe- the first channels I found. And was like, oh, I really like this guy. I want to kind of like just pick his brain about, you know, what he goes through, kind of how he operates. And that was uh, back in 2019, you know, pre-pandemic, everything. And a lot <laughs> has changed, obviously. Yeah. Um, so when I started doing this, I was like, I want to get you on definitely. I want to, I want to like, you know, uh, wait a bit and have you come on once I've got some traction. I'm really happy to have you here to sort of catch up, just sort of go back over everything that we went through in that last conversation we had. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to uh, see how well the podcast is doing and, you know, the documentation of like the reactors on each of the shows. Yeah. Um, I was I was just saying earlier off camera that I saw uh, some of the uh, the shorts with like Nikki and Steven react right. and uh, JV, you know, CJ and Go TV, the homies. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I think you're doing some awesome stuff. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah. So like I said, we had this conversation before uh, yeah. back in 2019. Uh, and I asked you some similar questions that we're going to go over today. Um, so if I, I might put a link to that below to our conversation, but I want to retread a few things here. So just to catch up anyone who, uh, you know, maybe may not have heard that one and want to learn again. Uh, so I'll start with our, my usual question for most people, which is, uh, the name, the name of the channel, fail whale 34. Uh, yeah. where did that start? Yeah. So, uh, the name fail 34 pretty much just came as a lot of, People's names came, I think, uh, where it was just your online persona growing up. Um, for me, playing, you know, uh, GameCube, Xbox, making my Hotmail, uh, that was my name. Right. Um, pretty much it derived from Twitter. When Twitter first <laughs> came out, when the page overloaded, it basically called it a fail whale. Uh, and instead of birds popping up, a whale would pop up for some reason. So I found that really, I found that really funny in like the sixth grade or whatever, seventh grade. Um and then pretty much from there, I was making my Xbox line, uh, my Xbox Live name. I said, "Hey, what was that funny name from the other day?" Farewell, thirty-four. Paul Pierce is my favorite basketball player. Was and still is. So um, that's pretty much how it came to it. And um, I think I had like thirteen subscribers on it when I decided to make YouTube videos. So I was like, mm-hmm. "That's better than zero. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You started the channel, uh, as, you know, as some do, just with like comic book reviews, stuff like that, like reviews yeah. on The Walking Dead. Uh, that was pretty much your bread and butter for the channel for that first year or so. Um, prior to starting the channel, though, did you have any sort of creative outlets to share thoughts online anywhere? Was it kind of something that you were looking for, like a platform for yourself? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, in terms of creative outlets, prior to making YouTube videos, uh, I definitely dabbled in a couple of things. I think one primarily for me growing up was like skateboarding. Uh, I found that to be a, like a form of outlet um, earlier on from like, I want to say like eight to like 17. So like just mm-hmm. before I stopped, make, stopped doing that and getting to YouTube. Uh, I also made beats as well from time to time. I had like the the machine, uh, I had the MK1. So I used to just, you know, hit the pads a little bit on there. Never actually learned to play the instruments all too well, but, you know, sample, cut up, make some stuff and really like botched tracks. Right. Um, yeah, um, it was comicbookmovie.com actually. Mm-hmm. So before, I think it was before, just at the same time, I started to get really into like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, uh, you know, just fandom culture. I think CBM, I used to sort of ex- explore theories on there when I was really into like some right. of the earlier Marvel things. Um, 
So right. I'd say probably that, yeah. Yeah, and were you following any other uh, channels on YouTube by the time you started, like people that you were kind of like, you know, looking at for like an example? Yeah, yeah. One person I really looked, was was a big fan of at the time, speaking of The Walking Dead, was uh, Trev's Chan too. He was a very specific Walking Dead YouTuber. He didn't do reactions because that just wasn't his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did more just like breakdowns, theory videos, talking about um, you know what uh, what was going to happen, um, or just like the episodes themselves. Before I started the reactions, I was really into his channel quite a bit. All right, and then uh, how did you kind of stumble upon, I guess, the reaction format uh, that you would eventually dabble in? Yeah, back then I don't know. You remember how it was back then? Um, mm-hmm. TV shows, not that many people were doing them per se, but um, reactions started just to pop off in general or there was like commentary. That was more like the reaction genre. I felt more so that people watching TV shows. Um, So I knew about that genre. Um, I only found out about people doing the reaction videos because I think I saw it like the recommended. Mm -hmm. Um, But more or less, you know, I think Jessica Jones is coming out. I saw some people are doing the reaction videos. I said, okay, why don't I just try to that? Um, I had just done it for The Walking Dead or I was about to. I think it did right after that. Um, so that's I think that's how I got I sort of stumbled onto it. Right, right. I saw some other people do it. A new shake, a new show came out. I said instead of making a review, why don't I just watch it? <laughs> yeah. Sort of just did it. Right. And uh, was there any sort of technical learning curve you had like getting started with those things in terms of like just the editing, like the, sh- the camera light, lighting, so on? Yeah, I, I think just around that time I had learned how to use Photoshop and um, like iMovie and, and Premiere Pro, like probably like a year or two before that in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of had the basics down in terms of how to like, like chop things, put them together. Um, I, I used to do, I know how to do it before, but it was like super sketchy. I used to use like flash eight to like export files and like just do <laughs> yeah. all this like next stuff. But, um, uh, you know, learning how to be efficient, I think at making reaction videos initially, finding your own format and style and flow. Yeah. Uh, I remember I used to have like my university laptop and I used to have my iPhone and I would have to just sort of guess where I'm putting it in to sort of record myself. Because uh, okay. I couldn't really get anything like a proper camera or even a proper webcam at the time. So I just used what I had, my phone and my school laptop. Yeah. Um, and then I got, I remember going to Winners and getting like a $20 tripod. And so like that was my setup for, for a right. while to get into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, as you said, with like a lot of people that we know, you started with The Walking Dead in mid-2016. Um, and that would have been season six leading into season, season seven, the premiere with Negan and so on. Um, and that episode, you know, launched a thousand channels as they usually say for everyone. Uh, it was such a big moment for like just the, the space and like kind of the genre in general. And I've spoken about the impact yeah. of the walking dead with like, uh, many channels so far. Uh, and what was your experience starting, uh, a larger reaction, uh, show like that, uh, specifically when the fandom was kicking up with season seven? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't think I really gave it too much consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because at that time I was I was um, pretty young and just really excited about just the show in general. I was a huge fan of the series. I had, you know, purchased the, the comic books. I had, I had read them. I had been anticipating them. Um, I My friend called me up on the show, I think, whatever, a couple years before that. Um, and I was personally, I think, at like my peak excitement for the show, as I'm sure as other people were. Um, so I, I'm trying to remember it's so long ago, honestly, it feels right. like a different lifetime at this point, right? We could talk <laughs> right. about that in a little bit, but, um, it was just exciting to talk about the thing that I was so passionate about mm-hmm. and just put up my honest thoughts. Like I was, I was yelling on the couch regardless. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. that was the fun part to me yeah. um, and just share that with people. So I, I just absolutely love that direct engagement. Um, and that, I guess 
yeah, that, that, that positive, you know, positive loop, positive feedback. Yeah. Um, from uh, giving my thoughts, my criticisms as just random kid on the internet and having people like-minded also receive that positively for the most part and obviously some negative, you know. Right. You get yeah. the occasional pencil head comment, you know. Right. <laughs> as people do. Uh, but yeah, but the, the engagement part is such a big thing. I think people yeah. usually see a significant spike in engagement when they start the reaction channels uh, or the reaction videos and the way people respond to those. Um, do you recall any sort of like significant change in engagement once you started kind of like dabbling in reaction TV show show uh, videos? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, a good parameter for me to remember these times was uh, my best friend then and still now, uh, I think I, I think I, I told you about him last time I was there, uh, Sam from Team Samrex One. Right. Uh, yeah. So follow just leading to that story there for any new listeners um back in the 12th grade uh he had been doing Yu-Gi-Oh videos on youtube and i think he had about 10,000 subscribers at the time and he pulled me to the back of the library one day and he's like hey like you know fw fw um you know i do youtube these are what these Yu-Gi-Oh videos are i think you could be really passionate about what you're passionate about and talk to other people about them so comic books movies tv shows we basically made like a little like pack like it was an episode of naruto or something in a flashback <laughs> sequence yeah. and we said you know like we're both going to do this together and right. we both ended up doing it um for, for for many years and he's still doing great he's almost at 800k subs yeah. and like the Yu-Gi-Oh guy on youtube and um every couple of months at, at that period we would sort of like look at each other's stuff and be like oh man like dude like we're both like going up so yeah. i remember when i started i had like a few hundred subscribers um and then I think once I started doing the reviews with like Fear the Walking Day, when that came out, started to pick up a little traction. But it wasn't really until, um, yeah, like the Jessica Jones dropped. Right. Started picking up by the idea of algorithms. Um, yeah. The Walking Dead was just like banger after banger. It was like 10K, 20K. I remember waking up some nights and like staying up, just fixing thumbnails or, you, <laughs> yeah. know, uh, you know, doing premieres with like a few hundred people or a thousand people live streaming them. So mm-hmm. I definitely noticed that first, you know, season six, seven of The Walking Dead, some spikes in shows. And then for other things like anime, dabbling into that um, initially yeah. was crazy too. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned, yeah, so, uh, like Jessica Jones, so on. Like it was like Stranger Things, yeah. you know, Game of Thrones, all those kind of like big shows, I think, that are part of a healthy diet for reaction channels. Uh, Back then the, and still now, because people, you know, yeah. there's like, there's no, they used to think there was, the, we can talk about like the, like the newer landscape too. Like before it used to be like, you just watch, you know, this show, this show. You know, nobody would touch movies. That was taboo for many years. Right. Um, and then, you know, people started to like, I guess during COVID kind of just decided to bra- broaden out their horizons a bit more. If you know. mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, was there any sort of specific strategy that you had uh, once you had like sort of a large rotation of shows to, mm-hmm. to put out? Yeah, I think my, there was like, I think two moments where my sort of strategy for it changed because I think initially for a while I was just sort of like, just sort of going with like whatever works, you know, mm-hmm. just right. hear the shows that I like people like watching. I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a while, I started trying to like treat it more like, I guess, like a business or, you know, operate it more, you know, I guess, structurally. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, let me try and do um, like Toshi and like Akasan. So I to sort of see right. what other people were doing and sort of mimic some of those selections at the time. Yeah. Um, so I noticed that they would, for example, back, I think it was like 20, 2017 or 2018 Patreon launched. And I noticed that people were doing like these unedited videos. And I'm like, I just couldn't understand it. I'm like, why would anybody sort of like, why would you make two different strategies? It didn't make sense to me. And right. I realized I'm like, oh, okay, well, if people like that and they want to support it, then that's an option for them to do. Then they'll get more content. True. Um, right, right. So that was one strategy, sort of marketing to Patreon. Um, and then I think from a content perspective, 
just sort of tackling different like niches and things that I was interested in. So yeah. I really like sci-fi. Um, I think I wanted to try longer TV format shows as well because I also did notice that people weren't just doing week to week shows. They started to go back into you know different back catalogs and do like yeah. you know Seinfeld or you know um, whatever like older mainstream shows and start looking at it like okay what shows haven't been on for a long time? What haven't I seen? What could my audience be interested? What is my audience interested in? And then oh. sort of finding a healthy medium between all of those, um, you know. I think there's a Venn diagram somewhere. You want to go for something <laughs> in the middle, you know? Right, exactly. Um, and you mentioned, like, yeah, these sort of more extensive shows that you were watching at that time. Uh, I believe you were still in school for the first couple of years that you were doing it. Uh, yeah. And so, like, do you recall how heavy the workload was and how you sort of managed that in those early years? I'm going to be honest. I don't even know how I did it. <laughs> like like ha like half of the time I think back to those times especially when I guess as you get older things happen you reflect on capacity currently versus then mm -hmm. like I think the way I used to think about things I used to be just absolutely obsessed with certain things growing up and I was reflecting on it like earlier in life it was like skateboarding I used mm -hmm. to just be like absolutely obsessed with that I would do it every single day by myself with friends and that was the only thing on my mind I wanted like I want to get this tray flip I practice for hours non-stopping um, or if it was let's just say that so I right. think I had that same sort of mentality for YouTube very early on, where mm -hmm. I was like, I made a pact. I'm, I like these things. I'm confident in these things. I'm just going to do it. I don't care. Like, I already, oh. I believe I'm like, I'm going to get this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking just ride it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I did. Um, so I think that sort of like delusion a little bit, or I guess early on, kind of helped me motivated yeah. to get past the, yeah, get through all that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that early sort of, you know, drive that passion you have for something that's like new and fresh like obviously um like i'm really happy you're still here today but it was as i can tell in the past it was like a very extensive workload um for sure yeah, yeah not sustainable yeah. too like in, in hindsight for sure right yeah i think i think a lot of like uh, uh creators i've kind of talked to have said the same thing it's like you know that early hustle that you have is like the goal to get to a point where you feel sustainable not that it's supposed to be sustainable that way in the long run you know you got to be able to get over that hump for yourself one way or another sure. um and uh once you uh sort of were doing all those shows you eventually like you mentioned i ventured into anime and that was like a new sort of horizon for you um do you recall any sort of distinct uh, engagement for that uh, sort of fan base once you started getting into those shows for sure yeah totally um anime and reacting is such an it's an interesting category um especially when you look at it from how it was before and how it was now because mm -hmm. back in the day there's only like a few guys who were super lit at it and then i remember i tried doing anime reactions and one punch man was really popular time and i started dropping these just for fun i'm like you know what let me try it i did yeah. the entire series and they got I remember they got stupid views it was <laughs> yeah. crazy i had never seen anything like that really um and I deleted the, all the, the whole catalog because I hadn't run into any of those copyright issues previously. Right. So the moment that I saw that these videos that were doing crazy got these strikes and my channel was at jeopardy and I was didn't really know what to do. Um, I And I think after fighting back a couple of times, I just said, you know, fine, forget it. I'll just delete them. And I deleted them. I think it was a massive mistake because they had such a retention and, you know, engagement and mm -hmm. longevity to them video to those videos. Um, I think that was an impact. A missed op an opportunity cost and a, and a missed chance, I think. In, yeah. In, in yeah. Anime. Yeah. Right. And but uh, similar, like you know, my friend Iman Snow, like had a, the same experience. Like she got into One Punch Man as well on her channel, and those really blew up. And she had the same 
sort of uh, event where they suddenly got masked, blocked or claimed or striked. Yeah. And she uh, kind of, you know, as most young creators do have like that sort of panic, panic mode where like, I don't know what to do here. The safest thing is to delete it. Right. Yeah. And just in hindsight, years later, like it's, it's a shame because you can wish you could tell yourself back then, like, no, here's how you can like sort of navigate it. So you don't have to like shoot yourself in the foot trying to just like, you know, make it safe for yourself. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a shame that uh, young creators uh, don't really have those tools to understand like how they can protect themselves uh, or fight back, you know, when, when they're doing things by the book. Like, no, like for example, no, exactly. And, and it was one of those things where back then there wasn't as many resources or, you know, I guess forums or, you know, people now um, who, who are, are participating in, who were not participating in the same thing, who are now, because mm-hmm. it's just like the, the genre is so huge now. There's like thousands of reactors versus, you know, maybe 100 or, or 200 back in the day. Right. So, um, you know, there's people like yourself and, and other great resources to help people just, you know, understand understand what they're doing and how to fight back. And totally. like what they can get away with and not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, with anime, you know, as it usually does for, I think most people is uh, I, I've heard them say anime is kind of like the threshold they had to pass to realize they need mods for their <laughs> channel uh, for spoilers specifically. Uh, was that anything you had to learn as you got into, you know, doing reactions of like, you know, navigating spoilers for the, for the comment section? Yeah, that was a, a I, I think I had a weird, uh, go around about that because initially and i think this is to a detriment i think to my career and reactions and stuff and mistakes that i made one of them was i think i was so apprehensive about spoilers that it impacted my engagement with my community mm-hmm. you know to the point where like i wasn't building on my social because i didn't really want to go and, and like have to like sort stuff out and sort right. of have that you know sort of completely guarded experience i think i took that really seriously and one of obviously many reasons that um, I think I didn't build as my, my so engagement and, and um, interaction with your audience, which I think is absolutely crucial. Yeah, yeah. Um, and engagement. I get we go keep going back to engagement, and I, I just spoke to you know Nikki and Steven about the importance of community and how that yeah. rolls into like your motivation with this thing. Uh, I guess. And what uh, what kind of uh, tools or rewards have you found through like you know engaging with the community, be it on Patreon or YouTube or just like online? Uh, what has kind of been like these sort of uh, memorable moments that you've had uh, with that experience? Yeah, I mean, I would say mostly in in like in, in like when reflecting, mm-hmm. a lot of that direct engagement and and I guess positive reinforcement did come from the comment section, and it did come from like live streams. You know, we used to right. do a lot of them back in the day, um, from like twenty seventeen to like twenty like nineteen twenty, and mm-hmm. that was a way. You know, I, I don't think I realized at the time, but that was how. I was fostering the community at the time and just, yeah. the, I guess, the regulars who would want to tune in regardless of what was being watched, right? Because with reactions, it's like you're only going to get um, a specific amount of surface area for each show or demographic you're watching, mm-hmm. right? So it's the extra steps you do to cultivate a community and culture that actually retain, I guess, more people and a deeper right. connection, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, and yeah, finding those uh, sort of dedicated uh, supporters through... This specific shows is like something that's very consistent among a lot of channels. Uh, I think one of them being Doctor Who is such a big fan base that like kind of supports like the creators that want to come and like watch it and like really like, you know, highlight the show. And that was such a big part of your channel for a long time as well, just because you were playing catch up with the show. And we spoke about it last time you were here, your experience with that, um, because at that point you were still catching up. You had not 
gotten to the, to the point where the show was currently airing. Now, yes. years later, you have gotten to that point. Um, and I guess, again, I want to reiterate, what was that like uh, going into the show blind and that experience of being able to uh, enjoy the show a way that sort of current watching fans can't, you know, knowing when the Doctor's going to regenerate, yeah. when the companion's going to leave, so on, all those kind of twists and turns that's really baked into the show's uh, uh, lifespan. Uh, to me, that was honestly like the one of the best experiences I think it had. And I think in hindsight, looking back on it, I, I cherish it even more um, <laughs> just for how unique of an experience it was. I got to watch the show that everybody is very, is very popular and loves um, and go back through it and just experience those moments. And I think have that direct I think that show I had the most direct feedback, more so even than The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. um, because it's long. It was a longer duration. Um I felt like people were more invested with it along with me. Right. Uh, and I, I felt, I felt, um, you know, their excitement in each episode or each season finale or each iteration of the doctor due to how this series is structured. Um, that back and forth on the week to week was, was just a ton of, was a ton of fun. It was mysteries. There were some classic moments, I think in twists and turns and even my reactions. I feel like a lot of, um, I guess if you're looking at like a, like an NBA career, I like think a lot of my highlight years yeah, um, yeah. or, 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 you know, great games. We're right. in Doctor Who, right? Whether it was, I don't know, um, you know, one of Twelve's goaded episodes or speeches, yeah. Um, you know, the River Song reveal, the face of Bo, like all those are just goaded moments. So totally, yeah. <laughs> I think it was definitely in that. I think last time we had talked about, I mean, you had spoken. Um, I think I was just finishing up, uh, finishing up Twelve, and I think Jody was in her. Was just starting or? Uh, no, I think it was way before that, actually. I think it was when uh, you, you at least on the show, had, I think we're just getting close to finishing up Matt Smith's run. Oh. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was a, I think it was a while back. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit, um, a wee, a wee, a wee bit back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, what was, I guess, the experience like catching up to the show then and then uh, being on the same playing field as the, the rest of the fandom? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, like, I'm still like not paying attention to too much of the like the fandom or anything like that mm-hmm. uh i i actually just started to gear up some plans to make okay like i think in terms of like my new content strategy i need i want to change things up and uh, i'm thinking now that doctor who season's coming back you know spooky season's mostly done um right. try to to revert back and to be basically just flip things on its head a little bit i think mm-hmm. it's been long enough um i've had my ups and downs and um you know um difficulties i guess in, in figuring out new landscapes that yeah. now i'm just like you know what let me just stop holding back and do what i want to do what i think is going to work what might not work but just be open and honest and try experiment with new things so that includes you know doctor who is this thing i had this amazing time with and people seem to really like so lean into that a little bit more try right. you know, new exciting things to even outside of reactions or whatever and totally um, that's what i'm looking to hopefully do yeah. yeah yeah just flex those sort of creative you know muscles uh left and right, you know, which is, I always advocate for is like sort of for being, sure. you know, diverse in like how you express yourself. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you are not, like you said, you're not shy of, uh, picking lengthy shows, you know, for the channel, like, you know, Stargate, X-Files, Buffy. Hey, yo, yo, shout out, shout out to uh, BSG. You, you <laughs> yeah, told yeah, me to do yeah, it. I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's finally there. I, I was very excited when you dropped that. I've been watching them, uh, every, every time you drop one, man, <laughs> it's my favorite show of all time. So I've been happy going it through again with you. Um, but those shows, uh, did carry you over for like several years going straight mm-hmm. into would be the pandemic and the pandemic era of like the reaction channel and just the world. Um, so I guess what, what was your reaction experience uh, like uh, managing the channel 
um, through the pandemic, but also just like managing life changes and like sort of how you balance the work in the work and life together? Yeah, that's a, a great question. I think for me, um, if I sort of look at, you know, how long I've been doing this for like eight years now, mm-hmm. um, I think I sort of look at it in the first four years, which was from about like 2015 to 2019, just before the pandemic, and then 2020 to now. Definitely have taken some shots in terms of just, you know, like my um, output, enthusiasm in the past. Um, and I think some of that has to do with just, like you said, I think I've, I think I made some mistakes along the way, like, you know, maybe too much commitment in terms of shows or um, over, over, um, what do you, how do you say it? Uh, over promising under yeah over promising under delivering you know right, right. when you're when you're when you're tripping up occasionally whether that's in scheduling or you know content you're actually doing that you maybe know you could spend other time doing better things mm-hmm. um and growth as well right and having a, like a balance of of, of of all that and keeping a fine eye on things yeah i think during 2020 to 2023 i think i started getting a good, a good groove and i started being a little bit on autopilot per se of not like paying attention to like oh this new show's coming out mm-hmm. oh this new movie's coming out oh like the meta is changing here. You should try and, you know, adapt to be more flexible versus like, no, like we've got these long running shows. We're just going to rock with those, you know? Yeah. Um, right. So that was my personal experience, what I've sort of been dealing with and learned about over the past, like couple years, I guess, doing the videos. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because uh, like I said, you know, the pandemic was like a really tumultuous and transformative time for the whole mm-hmm. landscape. Um, and then for yourself, uh, you know, to get into sort of like something very specific, it was in early 2022, you took a bit of an unexpected uh, break from the channel um, mm-hmm. from January to about May, I think. And you came back after a few months and in your words, you said that it was burnout. That was what you cited as like sort of the main uh, reason why you had to step away from it. Yeah. And the thing is, I always advocate for breaks, vacations and self-care, mental health care for everyone who's doing this, like reactor, creator, whatever, because like burnout is like a very, very real thing. And some people don't even realize it until it like it hits them you know it's like that thing it sneaks up on you and until it's like overwhelming you kind of have to sort of make that clean break um so for you like when i saw that you came back and i was kind of like keeping up to date with what you're doing i was actually i was actually probably quite you know proud that you were able to take that time because it's something that people don't want to do and they, they'll bury themselves like because like they're too afraid to like give themselves that sort of uh that, that you know break from it um and so at your own discretion i would like i just want to ask like you know however however comfortable you're sharing uh could you help sort of detail what that whole experience and process was like uh in those months that you had to step away yeah um it was an interesting thing i think that feeling of burnout like you said if you you don't realize it until it's already too late a lot of the times um and i think at that point i had honestly probably been burnt out i think even like the year prior um Mm -hmm. Truthfully, I think I remember like in 2021, like March, I was like, yo, like I'm not feeling, feeling absolutely great at the moment, but I'm sort of just like, oh, you know, I'm just going to keep it going, push it okay. aside. Um, and then at a certain point, you just sort of realize like, it's like your, your health is a little bit more important than the content, even though sometimes in your head, you're like, no, like I got to keep it going. Or like, you know, if I just, you know, extend as much as I can, things will work out. But in actuality, like you said, you need to take proper breaks. You can't just keep things going. Uh, because eventually, you know, it's, it, you're going to just sort of fall apart and it'll spill into other aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for myself, that idea of like taking a pause and like taking a breather and regrouping um, took a long time to even get to. Um, yeah. 
but I, I think it's super important for people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and for me, I think personally, I think I was, uh, you know, going through like just bouts of like depression, anxiety and stuff like that at the time. Mm-hmm. So I decided to try like, you know, more regular therapies and um, like getting on like, you know, trying some antidepressants and stuff like that. So that also was a challenging period because like, you know, it takes time to adjust to that. And then there's right. a lot of ups and downs. Um, yeah. And then and then it's also like another end where it's like, you know, you can do better. You're just a part of it striving to want to do better, but you're also struggling to just keep with that output. Right. right. And when there's that, I guess that um, that mismatch can cause, can cause a lot of frustration and anxiety. So there's a lot of that. I think during that period and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly, man. Like it's all, it's all very true because, uh, when you're struggling personally, like, you know, sometimes people find an outlet in the work and like they're able to escape through that, but, uh, that can be a double-edged sword because then you, you, it's becomes more of a bandaid sometimes rather than a remedy for what you really need. And when you're away from the work, um, you start to kind of build what, you know, I've, uh, my, girlfriend refers to as like a shame pile of things you're like i you know i stepped away from it too long because i can't get back um was there uh like a moment for you that you kind of felt like you know like that you found the sort of motivation to get back for it was there any specific thing that sort of helped you sort of jump back on the horse you know at, at, after after the long break yeah um I feel like I'm still getting back on the horse a little yeah. bit, honestly. Aren't we, aren't we all, man? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, right? in, in some regard. Yeah, honestly, but that's life. It's like it's it's learning about you know just being honest with yourself, your situations, mm-hmm. and uh, just tackling them as best as you can, right? So, yeah. um, and just you know giving yourself a little grace, and you know, um, as long as you're trying your your best to sort of keep things going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that I know I can do better. I think that's what sort of motivated me. Like part, what motivates me is like, I'm, I have two very different trains of thoughts. On one hand, I can be, um, you know, the, the, I guess like the doomer and just be like, oh, like, you know, like it's like time to pack it up. You know, um, it's been long enough, you know, you're getting older, um, you know, you know, you have other careers you can pursue. Um, uh, maybe this isn't for you. Um, the time has passed already. Every, all your peers are already doing, you know, great. Um, and like you sort of fell behind. Which I think there is merit to that, and that is true. Um, I think another part of me says, "Okay, look, you know, I've you've seen other channels who've been stagnant for years who turn it around once they give honest, deep, brutal honesty. They they figure out what work, work, what doesn't work, and they figure out a new game plan, and they have a new so re- revitalize, I guess, motivation, uh, values, and they're working aligned with that. Mm-hmm. Um, why there's no reason why I don't think I couldn't do the same thing or I can't do the same thing, right?" Um, so that's sort of where I think my head is at now and just uh, doing the work to to get through that and uh, take the channel to new places. And with that, like I said, it's going to take trying new things, yeah. being curious, putting in the effort, failing, not being scared if you fail. It's in your damn name. You know what I'm saying? So that's sort of the more positive mindset and, and attitude that I've been sort of working at behind the scenes that I'm hopefully starting to uh, put the action towards on, you know, on camera. Right, I guess, yeah. or out there more. Yeah, no, it's very beautifully put, man. I and I appreciate your candidness, like in all mm-hmm. that, because, like I said, it's, it's. I think it's very important that people hear, you know, like the the honesty that you're speaking of, that you, what, who you are 
behind the camera. Now you're not just someone, a face that's like you're acting to the things that people like. You're a person, people like you for you. That's the thing that I think is really such a staple of the reaction community is like being able to connect with the creators on such a personal deep level. And uh, going into that, did you, uh, now that you're, you are back in the you're trying to find uh, better avenues for yourself to express your creativity. Yeah. Um, did you make any sort of permanent changes to your schedule, your um, sort of output to help the work-life balance a little better? Yeah, I honestly, I've um, been still figuring it out personally. Um, but, you know, there's some great people in the space I reached out to, I think like last year, a couple of months ago, um, Rick from Blind Wave. You know, I thought about mm -hmm. it like, yeah, like there's a great, there's so many great peers and resources in the community. You know, we have that, you know, reaction, reactor YouTube channel. People are always helpful giving tips there. Um, if something goes wrong, um, you know, even if you shoot a message to, you know, I shot a message to Rick about his schedule, his bouts with you know whatever he's go he goes through yeah um he gave me some great feedback and advice um i've been dabbling more in like you know um like vitamins trying to get a healthier balance you know yeah i feel like taking care of myself better will allow me to you know be a better the better creator be a better entertainer of course um and i think just working towards having a better schedule is what i've been trying to do just right. figure it out what works right i think i used to try and treat it not like a proper formatted structure like a like a, like a traditional job but mm -hmm. i think that lack of structure actually caused a lot of, you know, had a lot of effects. Yeah. So um, I've right. been working more, just trying to work up early, figuring out a schedule and figuring out a schedule that works. I don't know. I don't know how you've been doing it nowadays, Eric, but um, <laughs> like try, I kind of like pull my hair out trying to figure out what to do nowadays because I feel like the landscape is just so different now compared to how things were um, right. and just how content has evolved and changed over time. Right. Like there's, you've got to have, it's almost easier now to make it and do well and, prosper um but it also feels like there's so many different ways to do it or you almost get like an eight like disabled from being able to do it i don't know right right no i don't know what you meant it's 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 almost like the idea that there's so many tools at your disposal now that it's overwhelming to mm -hmm. use those tools um because it, there's like they, they all do so many different things and it's overwhelming yeah. to sort of keep up with like what each one does and the impact it has on your sort of uh you know stature of the whole place um yeah it's, it's kind of like what i remember uh, a round table I watched a long time ago with uh, Gamble Del Toro and talked with uh, a bunch of other directors. And he was saying uh, about like, you know, budgets, budgets for films. Um, and he says like, uh, he would much rather work with a small budget for a film than a large endless budget. Cause he says limitations, uh, boundaries give you, uh, um, makes it easier for you. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. but yeah, he says like, it's easier to work within boundaries of like what you know, you can work with than to like just have endless possibilities because then it sort of becomes overwhelming. You don't know which one is the right avenue to go in. So like without that guide, it becomes difficult. And for creators like yourself, like you're saying, like it is like this, the landscape has changed over like, you know, the pandemic and so on. Um, and with just like the way TikTok, TikTok has grown, Instagram and, you know, Facebook and YouTube's kind of follows suit. Uh, you all have like, yes, like these sort of uh, new various uh outlets to to uh keep tabs on it at all times and for me yeah. keeping tabs on you guys yeah it is uh it is a little crazy yeah <laughs> i don't know how you do it man there's, just, there's, there's so many of us but um, yeah yeah i think that's also you know just being mindful of of time too right like i'm trying to like i'm trying to not fall in the same pitfalls like okay too much commitment or too many shows mm -hmm. that's right. why i'm kind of happy now that i'm winding things down a little bit personally where it's like okay i'm gonna keep it to very light and basic schedule start to make some changes and updates over like a few month period, implement yeah. things and see how it works. Yeah. And, and then, being comfortable. Yeah. Being comfortable yeah. with, with what you're doing um, to make it, make sure it's a sustainable output of creativity 
for you so like that mm-hmm. you feel fulfilled by it you know regardless of like you know what it does outwardly what it does inwardly is as important for yourself 100 percent. I, I would i would say that for anyone who's working in this space um and yeah again so now we're here you know 2023 things have you know stabilized a little bit with like uh the space and like people and the world in general and uh, you mentioned Battlestar. I'm very happy that you're watching Battlestar now. So uh, say we all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's one of my favorite shows, as I mentioned. And it's just like, I. it's funny because when you started it, uh, I, I don't know if it's like, again, the algorithm kicking in or what, but I started now seeing a bunch of other reactors start to like pick up on it. Uh, Sonny from Captain Sonny is watching it now. Uh, he's a little bit, a couple episodes behind you. Funny little girl reacts. She's like a little bit ahead. And like, it's just, yeah, it's the galactosons that i was waiting for honestly because i <laughs> i really wish people would react to it but like it's for so many years it was like that show that people kind of like just like glossed over i give it a year two years tops we'll, we'll see blind wave and the normies doing everyone's gonna do sg soon <laughs> yeah trust me yeah okay. especially when they've done so many other shows so like yeah they gotta they gotta start finding eventually <laughs> yeah no eventually eventually but yeah. that's it's it's dope to see that right and that's one of the uh, i guess benefits of reaction videos right is people um reliving old shows they had seen before with a yeah. new audience yeah. Or um, discovering new shows with your new audience that you've exactly. made um, via exploring shows. So uh, I think that's yeah. one of the cool, I guess, effects from that. Totally. Yeah. I've seen Battlestar uh, eight or nine times now in its entirety. Uh, uh, and I'm excited. I'm still excited to go through it again with each each one of you. How was uh, that season I, one finale, really though? Huh? How was yeah, that season yeah, one finale? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an all-timer right there, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, so to start, like, yeah, sort of uh, start winding things down a little bit. Uh, I think we For kind sure. of went over some of these. Uh, but my usual question is, what has been the most consistent obstacle for you with the channel over the yeah. years? Uh, the most consistent obstacle has been myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like getting in my own way um, and being stubborn for some reason, like unnecessarily stubborn, right? Um I think that's been my biggest obstacle, right? Um, yeah. Whether that means like consistency, um, setting myself up to succeed more or to um, like listen to positive feedback a little bit more um, and just trying new things, right? Because the moment you stop trying new things, um, there's no growth. Right. So I think I, I personally have been a blockade in, in a lot of my past to, to sort of move forward or try new things or explore new avenues um, mm-hmm. within, I guess, yeah, this totally yeah um and I sound, uh, oh i sound so sad don't i <laughs> <laughs> you you sound wise that's how i would say it honestly <laughs> the self-reflection is such a big part of what i again i really advocate for with this thing because it's easy to you know just like i said to go on autopilot with the work and just be like here's the next thing here's the next show here's how this thing is going to work out you know schedule plan numbers execute um but really reflecting on like what these shows do for you what the work does for you i think is such an important part of like the longevity of being in the space you know otherwise if you're looking at it just from a sort of like analytical stance of like what does it do you know how well does it does it turn out um then that's when things do start to become like really overwhelming um for so sure. I, again i really appreciate like what you're telling us today with like the how you're really analyzing your own sort of investment in your work mm-hmm. is really important and uh i guess my next question is how have you grown over the years with the channel yeah uh, like in, in what manner? Like how have like I as an personally and professionally? Grown? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a great question. Um, I feel like I personally have changed a lot and grown over the past couple of years um, as an individual. Um, 
think I've had like like new interests and hobbies over the past couple of years that I've sort of like really dived into and like learned and tried new things. Whereas I feel like the fandom me um, sort of has been on pause, if that makes any sense. Like I still absolutely like love film and TV. That's a passion of mine. Um, but I feel like I was sort of exploring other things in the past couple of years. And I sort of like, and, and I think I also sort of fell in love with like some of the bigger things like the Marvel movies. Right. I think they just happen to coincide with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I find myself like getting more, you know, converging back to that. I feel like it's a pendulum a little bit. Right. So I feel like my personal life was changing a lot more where my work life sort of stayed the same or paused for a second. Yep. And I now feel like it's sort of switching back a little bit now where it's like, I feel like I've, I'm getting back more into a new season of change, yep. exploration for work. Um, and like, I feel like I've grown personally, uh, put that to a pause for now and just get back in work, you know, properly. <laughs> yeah. And and you know with that with that experiences and trying new things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like exploration, trying new things. Like yeah, like you said, is very very important for keeping things fresh for yourself. Um, and my last question for the main part of this: uh, beyond any financial or monetary value, uh, what has been the most rewarding aspect of the channel for you? I think the most rewarding thing is has been, I guess, just those moments of community, knowing that you're spending time. There's people around the world who will leave paragraph comments on your videos, um, will support you uh, and, and and even put that level of effort and attention into right. just supporting what you're doing. I think that's been probably the coolest aspect um, and the most satisfying um, from, I guess, making content, making videos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, man, I, I appreciate your, again, all your insight today because it's very, very important to hear these specific thoughts really. Um, I want to get into our final questionnaire of the of the show. Our Let's do it. Question, personal questions. So we'll get started here. Question one: What is your favorite show of all time? I think my favorite show of all time. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I I, I love Ben Ten. This is not like like my actual favorite show, but it's also like a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I loved Ben Ten growing up. It sucks because <laughs> yeah. I want to react to it now that I see people reacting to it. I'm yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is the thing we're doing. Nobody yeah. told me I should. I would have stopped. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm gonna just go and say Ben Ten. Okay, yeah, it's a classic show for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is your favorite film? Uh, Chungking Express uh, by Wong Kar Wai. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, what stresses you out? Uh, what stresses me out? Um, overthinking. Mm-hmm. Stresses me out. Um, what else stresses me out? I don't know. That's a great answer, honestly. I'll just <laughs> I'll say take, overthinking. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Sure. Like, I don't overthink it is what I would say. Yeah. True. That's a good. That's uh, a good answer. Yeah. Uh, what What helps you relax? Uh, meditating. I do a lot of meditating. Nice. Yeah, I felt like that. That that's uh, good to sort of wind down and chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What is a hobby or passion you have outside of TV or film? Ooh, a hobby or passion would be, um, I'm really, I'm really into like uh, squash. Mm-hmm. That's more of like a physical hobby. Excuse me. And I've been really into like, uh, like a uh, tech and like finance. Really? Yeah, nice. yeah. What fictional character do you relate to or care deeply about? I'll spin this one to you. Yeah? Yeah. You get to turn it on me for yeah. this one? 
Uh, that's a good question. Like in recent memory, uh, uh, just one of my favorite films that came out last year was uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Fantastic film, yeah. Kihei Kwan's character, just like I don't know, I just really relate to just the thesis behind that character and what mm-hmm. he represents for, you know, the arc of that that movie. Um, I think it's just like really beautifully done. No, it's a fantastic that's, movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How happy were you when it won? Uh, I was really ec- ecstatic when it sweeped at the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I when that movie came out. I went back and watched it four times in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> it was that good. Yeah, yeah. I saw it twice in theaters. I've seen it like, yeah, like I think about like five or six times at this point. Just it, Yeah, it's fantastic. On, on and such. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your guilty pleasure show or film? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go and give that one to uh, to uh, Riverdale. That show is still like, really. Yeah, it's so it's so goofy. It's so goofy. <laughs> Have you finished it? You finished the whole thing? No, but like if occasionally if I want like a nice laugh, I'll like just look back at some highlights or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, what show or film gave you your favorite reaction experience on the channel? Oh, man. I want to say there's a couple, but My Hero Academia season three, episode four, the Deku versus muscular fight. Oh, my oh, God. Right. That was yeah. like pure euphoria that was amazing i was like yeah. literally like losing my mind yeah uh the reaction's still up but um that was fantastic yeah um, yeah i remember that everyone's reaction to that is like <laughs> oh, it's like nuts i remember when that episode came out came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah um what uh show or film do you wish you could erase from your memory and react to for the first time oh that's a good one uh what would be i wish i could i actually you know what i wish i could have watched uh your name watch that fresh for the oh, first yeah. time again yeah the, 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 I, the anime film yeah. yeah yeah the anime film i was bawling like a baby bro <laughs> like i remember watching that with i think it was with my mom at the time yeah um just the moment that a certain thing happens like halfway through the film it was like five minutes of, like teardrops like on the left eye and then the right eye and left right you know? so <laughs> i'd probably say your name that was like, that, recently that i can recall yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, and my final question here, what advice would you give to your past self if you can go back in time when you first started the channel? It's a great, it's a great uh, question. I would say listen to people more be and be more agile and have a growth mindset. Be more agile. Don't be so rigid in your, in your, in your logic or like your, in, your, your actions, you know, be flexible, um, whether that's trying new things, not being afraid to drop new things in terms of content, right. strategies, um, follow the latest, I guess, just sort of metas and social media. Like what are like how like what are, like what are people tweeting? Do people um, you know, how are other people dropping their content and sort of um, leaning into more what others are doing and sort of absorbing what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate it. And then having your own spin on it, I think, is what right. I would say. Perfect. As well. Yeah. Uh- Perfect. I was, honestly, I really, really loved hearing everything you had to tell, tell us today, man. I really appreciate you, uh, again, sharing your, your thoughts and your sort of journey with us on this, uh, this crazy space. Uh, it was great. It's, it's always great to just like, just chat, chat with you. You were definitely one of my favorite people in this whole space. Honestly, when, when you Dude, came out man. here, you came out here, uh, and we hooked up at, you know, not hooked up. Sorry. Uh, we met up. At, <laughs> we told at, we didn't, we didn't we talk about that time. Man. Come on. <laughs> we met up at Comic-Con. Yeah. in 2019 and that was the last comic-con that i've been to actually i had not gone back since uh because of the pandemic obviously and the yes yeah, so I, I was like i kind of actually yeah. surprised too like i have any like i have yeah. either <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but no I, I always cherish the memory and i always appreciate you know you coming on to hang with us and everything so it's great to have you on today man 
No, for sure. And I was going to say the same thing to you, man. Like, I remember back then, like, going out to your studio, doing that podcast recording. Always, you know, you've always been professional, always, like, ahead of the curb. Um, and just had a real passion for this space. Uh, I, I think, you know, I would say even even more so than, like, the people in it sometimes, honestly. <laughs> like, um, you really, I really do appreciate your friendship, too, man. Like, that was a great trip. And, like, a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you got to come back out here one of these days, man. <laughs> I know, man. Hopefully soon. I mean... What's uh what 2024 Comic Con is is that gonna it's coming yeah it's coming. make some plans Maybe. yeah <laughs> uh where can we find you online any social media uh, YouTube yeah. or otherwise uh you guys can find me over at uh, Fail Whale 34 over on YouTube and Fail Whale 34 over on X uh, and Instagram as well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no longer Twitter no longer no longer the whale <laughs> I know <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> We're changing. Uh, Maybe we might come back. You never know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Necronic across social media. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe, all that good stuff. If you find this on the newsletter for Passion Fruit, please subscribe to that and share that as well. We appreciate that as always. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.